I came from a very poor family and when I was like a child in Morocco so um, I used to see like rich people having like nice cars traveling abroad going to Europe going to America for example and seeing those like poster movies in the cinema because we didn't have a TV at that time when I was a child but like I just like saw movies posters in the cinema and I used to dream about those skyscrapers huge buildings United States and visiting that place one day and uh, one of the dreams that I that was really one of my dreams is to visit United States especially when I watched uh, the iRobot movie Right. Yes. yes. It's. I think it's. Uh, Will Smith was in it. The iRobot. It was like in 2004, uh, like produced in 2004. So, uh, one day I went in 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 the cinema in in my city called Taza, and then uh, to get to the cinema to buy a ticket, I had to work for it as a child. So just to let you know that my parents didn't have money to give me to go to the cinema, and we were even struggling to have money to buy like food, to buy like some stuff like that. So that was a very tough life I had in my childhood. So how much? How much was a ticket in, let's say, pounds? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. In in pounds, I'm gonna say it was like around. In this episode, Moroccan-born Kamal Riani shares his story. We hear how he overcame numerous challenges to make his dream of exploring the world come true. Give up was never an option. Kamal, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here, Arnold, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so my name is Kamal uh, from Morocco. I came here in 2019. Uh, Yeah, so joined Toastmasters as um, a first thing I started doing here. And then now I'm working uh, with a company as like a team performance manager. And this is what I'm doing at the moment. At the same time, I'm doing some community work and I play music with a Moroccan band here. And I'm volunteering as well. So trying to get involved in the community and bring some value as well. You know. Yeah, well, but before all that, I think you went through an, well, a really inspiring journey. Because, uh, well, you, you, you came from Morocco. Yeah. And, um, well, I know going from Morocco to other countries because of the language is sometimes a challenge. Yeah. So, well, I know you shared this already with Toastmasters, but come on, please tell us your whole journey because I think it's going to inspire a lot of people. Okay. So would you like me to, to share with you like about that dream that I had before? Yeah. Well, you mentioned it. Yeah. I, I remember that you, um, you, you mentioned about dream going to the, <clears throat> to, to America yeah. and um how how that whole happened yeah um yeah well i i still remember that that speech that you have done and yeah. it was an absolutely inspiring story oh thank you yeah so um to share with you a little bit about my childhood because i want you to know that i came from i'm talking about myself and my family i'm talking i came from a very poor family and when I was like a child in Morocco, so um, I used to see like rich people having like nice cars, traveling abroad, going to Europe, going to America, for example, and seeing those like poster movies in the cinema because we didn't have a TV at that time when I was a child. But like I just like saw movies, posters in the cinema and I used to dream about those skyscrapers, huge buildings, United States and visiting that place one day. And uh, one of the dreams that I, that was really one of my dreams is to visit United States, especially when I watched uh, the iRobot movie. Right. Yes. yes. It's, I think it's, uh, Will Smith was in it, the iRobot. It was like in 2004. 
uh, like produced in 2004. So uh, one day I went in, in, in the cinema in, in my city called Taza. And then uh, to get to the cinema to buy a ticket, I had to work for it as a child. So just to let you know that my parents didn't have money to give me to go to the cinema. And we were even struggling to have money to buy like food, to buy like some stuff like that. So that was a very tough life I had in my childhood. So how much how much was a ticket in, let's say, pounds? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. In, uh, in pounds, I'm going to say it was like around, ticket was for 5p. Wow. Yeah, 5p. Yeah. So it's shocking. I understand, especially the rate of money here is not the same as Morocco. But especially in that time, like uh, 5p, it's a very important amount of money that you can buy maybe like vegetables or you can buy milk or you can buy like bread. You know what I mean? And also you can get you a ticket to go to the cinema to watch two movies. So normally we had like two movies. The first one is an Indian movie from Bollywood. Bollywood, yes. And the second one is like an American movie. So what I used to do, like I just bought, so normally when people watch like the first movie, they have a break in between and they they go out. So while going out, they can sell their ticket for the second movie and it's going to be half price. So what I did to be able to afford it, I just like bought this, the the second movie because I went into, into like during the break and I bought like that ticket and I went inside to watch the iRobot. So one of the scenes in the iRobot was like a scene filmed in uh, the Willis Tower in Chicago. And to be honest, that was that was one of the best like highlights in the movie, seeing that skyscraper, the camera from the top of the building, like filming around Chicago. And I was like, what a fantastic like city and what a fantastic like country. And I want to go there one day. But as soon as the movie finished, like I was kicked out from the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> movie finished. Go out, guys. So, yeah. And yeah, so I started thinking that maybe that was a dream and that was going to be impossible for me to achieve it because of my like situation, because I was like in a poor family and I totally forgot about it. Even that was a very like nice dream for me, but I forgot about it thinking that it's going to be impossible. So, yeah, I totally forgot about it and then continued my studies because for me, coming from a poor family, like the most powerful weapon to change my life is education. Mm-hmm. So, you like you need an income but like you don't have like a capital to the business or whatever like that but your capital is going to be skills it's going to be knowledge so i was focused on my studies and i was doing really well so i went to university and then like i was also doing really well so i finished uh, university but during university i was involved into societies you know organizing events um, learning skills, going to all trainings that I think it's relevant for me. And as soon as I finished, I started working as a teacher and I was like a sport teacher at the beginning. So I created, like, I, I was a founder of a charity called Eco Leadership Academy. So that charity, for me, because I started really, like, feeling, um, what I say, like, empowered, you know, like I've got something that I can use. My confidence was high, so I can speak in front of public. I can like lead projects. I can really manage people really well. So I learned that from the activities that I went through. So I decided to to create that charity to help young people with educational programs. And I benefited from like some trainings for, uh, by led by like the U.S. Embassy in Morocco and the British Council in Morocco and other associations as well, like including Annual Association in Morocco. 
And then once I started like delivering trainings and a lot of young people from that village where I was working, I was working in a village called Imintenuts in south of Morocco, not too far from Marrakesh. So people there, they were really vulnerable and like they were coming to learn skills and to get knowledge to help themselves get in jobs, maybe building businesses, maybe, you know what I mean? Just getting all the soft skills and also like the hard skills that we were trying to teach them, especially like leadership skills. So once I started doing that, one day I was successful to get the US Embassy to sponsor one of the competitions that we were doing. So I managed to find like some fans. And then that fan was like dedicated for a competition that was for young people. So we had teams and we were training them on how to build a business idea to change something in the community, like social entrepreneurship. And then we had a competition and then we select the best idea and we give it a little fund to like to 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 make it real. You know what I mean? Sorry. So when the U.S. embassy like representatives came, so we had a very nice feedback about that event. And then I started building relationships with people from the U.S. embassy as well. So this saw the impact that I'm doing within the community and, you know, like we follow each other on social media, what we share, what we we do, what we achieve. And one day. And that was, honestly, that was the most, like, great news I've ever heard. I was nominated for, like, an exchange program called the International Visitor Leadership Program. So this exchange program, I was nominated to go to the United States for uh, three weeks. Everything is included. I'm not going to pay anything. And I'm going to meet with, like, a highly positioned leaders around the world and visit very, like, inspiring people and organizations like uh, businesses governmental organizations leaders learn from them how to create like more social impacts into the community and how to connect those stakeholders so that was a shock for me and because to be honest with you i, I was like am i dreaming is it true because for me going to the united states i couldn't afford it you know what i mean yeah so, but that exchange program honestly changed everything in my life and then when i went there and can you imagine Ireland, as I told you, one day I went to watch that movie as a child, very poor child, couldn't afford that uh, cinema ticket. And I saw that uh, scenery from like the Willis Tower. And I went to Chicago and I went to the Willis Tower. Oh, wow. And yeah. So, so you phys- physically, <clears throat> you went to the place that you have, exactly that, that was exactly. on the movie. Exactly. I went like to the Willis Tower and I went to the top of the Willis Tower and I took a selfie there. So I still have a video, I still have a selfie from Dalek Tower. And that scenery, the same scenery that I saw when I was a child at, at the cinema, I saw it in real life. And that was in 2019. Wow. Trust me, it's unbelievable for me because when I think about it, like logically, maybe like I, I could say before that it's not going to happen. But when you think about like experience, when you think about like uh, start doing something, take action, like... Uh, bring value to the community and start learning skills, I think all the impossible things will happen. Especially if you are good at building relationships and you are good at listening, you are good at observing, you are good at like learning. So, and then, because for me, don't learn without taking action. I think learn and do, learn and do, learn and do. So more you learn, more you should take action, you should try it. And this is how you can bring a lot of value and people will build relationships with you and you, they start like opening their hearts for you opportunities and bring you 
and like to their businesses, to their ideas, to exchange that with you. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. And but because because you also because of the journey you made in in to the United States, yeah. you afterwards made also some other connections, and um, your connections because eventually you're now in the UK. So how was that bridge between the US and the UK? How how did you how was that for you? Like going well, you, you went to the US for, first. And I think we met in 2019 or 2020. 20, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So what brought you to the UK? Okay, that's a good question. So speaking first about the bridge, that was an absolutely amazing experience going to the United States, especially like uh, the way I'm thinking about myself uh, went really high. My confidence became very high as well. Uh, like do my relationships, like I met very interesting people there. And also the people that came with me to that uh, exchange program because we were around 20 people from all over, over the world. So the, the U.S. embassies around like the world, they were like taking only one person from every country. And then they bring them together and they take them there for a trip like around the United States to learn about how to work, how to connect stakeholders and like create impacts. So I still have relationships with people from different organizations in the United States now, which I still have like contacts with them. Recently, when we were playing really good in the World Cup, Moroccan team, I was receiving like messages from them, like on Facebook and WhatsApp. Kamal, come on, Morocco. Yeah, let's do it. You know, so that a really good connection as well. And then that experience helps me, especially uh, learning about like the international culture and then how to live with like people from different backgrounds and how to make relationships with them. So when I came to the UK in 2019, like October 2019, so I came here because I got married. So yes, like yes. love brought me here. Yeah, <laughs> my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I came here uh, because I got married. So my wife was born here, and so she's half Moroccan, half English. But she was born here, and because of her career, because of a lot of like things going on in our personal life, we decided to come here. Uh, when I came here, it was a very tough experience at the beginning, because I came just before the pandemic like started, just before COVID nineteen hit the country. So everything was short starting, I think, from January or February 2020. And then I couldn't find a job. I was like with uh, no job for 11 months. Mm -hmm. And that impacted like hugely my mental health. So, so to be honest with you, I was sometimes just closing the room and crying and like uh, feeling depressed. And because I thought like all what I achieved before you know what I mean, in Morocco and uh, traveling around abroad and studying abroad as well. When I came here, like, I was 11 months without doing anything. That was like, that was a block for me. I was, first thing, I was looking for a job, so I need some income, you know what I mean? I couldn't find a job easily. And I was, I started thinking, maybe it's because of my language. Maybe it's because of my background. Maybe it's because where I'm coming from. Because you start having those negative thoughts when you close about, when you close, when you close, you stay in a closed space. And then, uh, yeah, because of my previous experiences, like they, they built really like a good mindset for me because my mindset is all the time, take action, go outside, interact with people, find opportunities. Yeah, so I just decided to start connecting to my community and 
the first uh, place I came to to improve my listening and my communication skill is just masters. You remember, so that was my first time coming there. And then I remember Julian called me for an in- impromptu like speech. You know, <laughs> so I stood up in front of like English people, and I was like, "Am I going to talk in front of English people? Um, my third language is English. <laughs> I'm going to speak to people who their mother language is English. You know what I mean? So that was a very like." Tough moments for me. I was shaking, and I delivered my speech. That's fine. Let's do it. And then slowly, I started like coming back to those masters. My confidence started going really higher, higher slowly, which helped me a lot into like a lot of things, like interviews and communicating with like people and in volunteering as well. I did a lot of volunteering in Manchester with so many different charities. And then yeah, so I just like kept myself doing things, connecting with people until like I got my first job. And then, like, yeah, that was a, a really good journey with my company, like I'm working with, which is Serco. So I started from scratch, like just uh, uh, making applications for people, like who are calling us. It's a contact center. And then I was doing really well afterwards. Even like at the beginning, I was struggling to understand people's accents around the UK. You speak to Scottish, to Scouts, someone from the South, someone from the East, Lancashire. And I know how you feel. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah, and Yorkshire accents as well. So I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like a very tough experience. And sometimes, to be honest with you, sometimes I could understand some people and after work, I was crying. I was going back like to home on the bus and I was crying because I was thinking that I'm not going to be successful because of my language. You know what I mean? And even now I feel very emotional about about it, you know, but I'm sharing it from my, my heart, you know, because me, I'm a very optimistic person. And I think that uh, communication was like a barrier for me to improve, to grow. But Okay, yeah, it's a barrier. That's that's a that was a realistic thing. But okay, is there something that we can do to improve it? And the answer is all the time, yes. You know what I mean? So ask yourself, is this is there something that you can do to improve yourself or to achieve more results? And I'm sure that the the answer would be yes all the time. Yeah, so learning, practicing more, repeating more. So yeah, just carry on. You know, carry on, carry on. And after like maybe three or four months of doing that job and speaking to all different people, and I think that was the best job that I had to start doing because I was speaking to people seven hours a day. I mean, after four months, I started feeling really confident about talking to someone from Liverpool. And I was like, yes, I feel confident talking to someone from Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, and I totally, I totally understand. Yeah. So... Because, well, I've I've moved from the Netherlands to the UK, well, to, let's say, I've moved to the south, so yeah. it was Surrey, the Surrey area, or in Surrey, and I was struggling with the Cotney or the London accent. Now, you, this is a really good thing that you mentioned about, yeah. like, all these accents. So I thought, you know what, this is it. I, I, I know the English language until somebody from Scotland speaks. Somebody yeah. from Manchester, yeah. somebody from, well, Liverpool. Yeah. And you get totally, totally, well, like, what is going on? Because she can't understand them because of the different accents. Exactly. And exactly. it's a really good point where you mention about, like, yes, you need to practice. You need to give yourself time. Because, yes, well, if you, if you do it for the next, well, let's say if you're going to do it for a week or two, then, yeah. But f- you you really have to give yourself, like, four months time. Exactly, yeah. 
Because I think uh, a lot of people like they, they rush a lot to achieve result, and I think it's not going to happen. You know, just like in one day or two days or even two weeks. I think things take time. You know, and maybe give yourself minimum six months in doing something, and and definitely you should start seeing results. And yeah, so that helps me, and I start feeling confidence, and I was like, boom, 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 like performing really well on my job, my statistics, like because we measure. Like people's performance in our company with like business KPIs, we've got a lot of like KPIs that we can measure the performance with, and my like KPIs were amazing. And my manager like were I was like the star of the week, the employee of the month, and I got like broadcast on the newsletter in within the company, and I was invited to coach people because I was doing really well. And can you imagine like for me that was like living a dream? How I came from like different country from Morocco. And English is my third language, and I'm going to coach someone who is English, and English is his mother language. Yeah, because how many? So which languages do you speak? So well, English now. But... Yeah, I speak French. So yeah, I speak. Um, we've got a Moroccan dialect, which is a little bit different from the classic Arabic. So the Moroccan dialect, and then the classic Arabic, French, and English. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then to be honest, for me that was like every time I was going back home after finishing work, I was like reflecting about what's going on in my life. This is this is something that I'm still uh, assimilating. I'm still like you know absorbing. Wow, like you should stop having those negative thought about yourself. About you're not going to achieve it. You're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And then I was like called from my manager to coach people. And also, I was called to deliver trainings to new groups joining the company. So one day, I delivered the training on myself, independent training, like to a group of like twenty-five people. And I was doubting at the beginning because of my language again. But yes. when I tried it, I pushed myself and I did it. I had an amazing feedback. Like everyone was telling me, like you had an amazing training. We learned like things really good. You explain things very well. You know what I mean. So, and my confidence started going up a little bit, you know, and I started now like uh, improving like training content as well. I created some new tools. I, because something that I enjoy about the, uh, my job is like making processes easy. So everything that I find people struggling with, I have the idea of making it easy for them to make their job more comfortable. So I started like visualizing more content, making it visual, less time, less less words, but more like visualization, and then like improving some new tools, and then making everything in one place, centralizing data for people. So I loved it, and then I moved from train. I applied for a performance coach, and I I I became a performance coach within the company. I was successful, but before being successful on that, like I wasn't successful applying for three times. But you didn't give up, exactly. So that was the important thing. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I didn't give up. So every time, okay, let's apply. I don't hear anything. Next time, apply again, apply again until I got it. And then once I got that position as a performance coach, so three months later, I saw like a performance team manager, and I applied for it. And I went to the interview, and I feel like I did really well because all the experiences, previous experiences I had, and what I, I achieved within the work was highlighted and was noticed by other people as well so and then i got it so in just like 
two years, I progressed three times within the company. And then I feel really like proud about it. I feel really happy. And I can say that if I could do it, everyone can do it. It doesn't matter, as you said, Arnold, which I like it. I like what you have said earlier. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what is your religion. It doesn't matter what is your like, uh, you know, sexual orientation or beliefs or whatever. That for me is the most important thing. And also it doesn't matter your color as well. But the most important thing is the value you bring. What value you bring to the groups, to the community, to the business. This is the most important thing for me because anyway, in the UK, it's a diverse, you know, like community. You work with people from all different backgrounds and we should learn to live together and we should focus on the value. And the value is going to be brought by learning new skills, by connecting to people, by not judging people, giving them opportunity, listening to them and learning from them. And this is how it works. I think if people will, will like focus, understand this, I think everyone can achieve amazing things in this country because we've got a lot of opportunities. Oh, definitely. Yeah, a lot definitely. of opportunities. I, I think we are really... Um, I say it's, it, it's absolutely a, a really it's, it's a good opportunity, uh, especially what we have achieved and of course what others well helped us to achieve things and of course we help others to achieve their things yeah. i think this kind of like big community what we call the united kingdom yeah um i think it's is yeah it's absolutely and, and, and yeah and, uh, well i say and, and also a dream coming true yeah yeah exactly yeah because and, and this is what because you about visual visualization yeah you have achieved another thing because you not just only um, did amazing things with your career, but you also, well, almost, well, I, th- I think if it comes to the to the royalties, um, you just with with just one picture, you went viral uh, within oh, yeah. the UK. Yeah. So share that because that that is also an an amazing well achievement indirectly. Yeah. What's supposed to be not an achievement. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, as I told you before, uh, so during the pandemic, uh, like we had a, a really tough life because we were not like allowed to go to visit other people or to go outside or for our safety, of course. So um, my wife got pregnant during the pandemic, like COVID-19 effects, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember like we went to the hospital to get our, her first scan, baby scan. So when she got that picture and we saw like the baby scan, what a feeling, Erland. Yes. Trust me, like, <laughs> and it's the first baby, first time you are going to become a parent. And like that scan was a huge thing to watch it and to see like that this scan is going to like be your daughter or your son. It's something from you, you know. So yeah, so we were sharing with the family about that um, photo scan and like my wife, she spoke to her granddad. So her granddad, he lives in Wellesden, which is like a village uh, one hour from Manchester Drive. And her granddad, he's, he was at that time, he died. But at that time, like he was around 96, year, 96 years old. And because he's got di- dementia, he couldn't remember things. And he can barely move. So he uses like a, he used to use like a Zimmer frame inside the house. And then like every time you tell him, for example, this is a funny thing, like let's joke with him. When I used to visit him in 2019, when I came, I go to, I went to see him and he was like, what's your name? 
And I told him like, oh, my name is Kamal, granddad. And a couple of minutes later, like, what's your name? You know what I mean? That was a very nice thing to see him like interested in asking, interested asking about my name many times because he's got dementia. He cannot remember things, you know. But when we told him about that baby scan, he couldn't stop talking about it. And like every day he was like asking like my mother-in-law about that baby scan and how is the baby, how is like the little one. And so because of that feeling that we got from him, we decided to drive. So we were allowed to drive to go to his house, but we were not allowed to get in. So we decided to drive to his house to show him just the baby scan from the windows. So I remember like I was watching my wife. So she's got the picture like that, the baby scan. And she was like showing it through the windows to him. So he was sat far from the windows, I think five meters or four meters. But he could barely move. Trust me, he was struggling. He got on his Zimmer frame and he was struggling, moving close to the window to see that. Like, And when he, he got closer, he saw that baby scan. I saw a smile on his face. And... That was one of the best moments, to be honest, like emotional moments in my life, seeing him smiling, like seeing his granddaughter still inside her mommy's tummy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And without without being conscious about it, because I enjoyed that moment a lot, I took my phone and I took like a short video and a photo as well. My wife with showing him the baby scan and himself. So afterwards, I forgot about that photo, like, to be honest, and I just shared it with like a family WhatsApp group. So they saw and everyone like my I remember my mother-in-law, she was crying seeing that photo. And one day, my mother-in-law, she was following like um, some Instagram pages and she saw like uh, the whole still hold still projects competition. That was like a competition, I think, led by the Duke on the Dishes of Cambridge. So they were collecting photos during the pandemic just to keep it like as a historical moment by using photos. So and the competition was like submit your photo and if you will be selected, like you will be broadcasted in so many places, you know. So my mother-in-law decided to submit that photo and she told me like, can I submit it? I was like, yeah, go for it. You know, I didn't take that seriously or you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yes. Say yes. You know, <laughs> So she submitted that photo and then from, I think, 32,000 photos, our photo was selected like uh, in between 100 photos, our photo was selected. We were like, honestly, what? what an achievement. Like we are one of the 100 photos selected like from that, you know, Royal Family project. And yes, we did it. That was amazing. So we knew that we were, we were going to be in like a book. So that was a book printed with all the photos distributed all over the UK. My name and my mother-in-law name was there in the book. And also we received like a huge poster that was like uh, in the, you know, where my mother-in-law lived in Wilsden, the town. So a huge poster was put there with the photo with my name in, my mother-in-law name in. And also the shocking thing is that the photo is going to be in the UK National Photo Gallery. And also where the photo went to Dubai in like the Expo Dubai and there was printed there with my name and my mother-in-law name there. But the amazing thing, the last thing is that our photo was selected to be broadcasted in the, I think, last Christmas Queen's speech in the BBC. So I saw my photo in the BBC and during the Queen's speech, what an achievement. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's... 
I've I've seen the the screen the, the Queen's speech as well. Yeah. And uh, I know that you've already mentioned it in in the group, so I've, yeah. I saw I saw the photo, and then it was there on uh, on on the TV on the BBC on the broadcast, and it's like, look, another achievement with Kamal his wife, and of yeah, course your yeah. mother in law. And but this is this is what it inspires me. This was this that's the reason why I invited you because you keep achieving, achieving, achieving. I'm not going to say that you keep achieving by watching netflix the whole day no and no <laughs> but you keep you keep achieving by not giving up um keep trying i know there were some emotional moments where you went through but then afterwards you know you fall you stand up again and you know do 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 the thing and you know just don't give up and that is what is really important because we're living now and this is now dated 2022 um we live in difficult times but I think the message will be that whatever happens, it doesn't matter. Just don't give up. Exactly, exactly. Because I think every day is a different day. So if you try today in a specific context and like conditions, so it's not the same thing as if you try tomorrow. Because tomorrow is a different time, maybe different people, different feelings, different emotions. So if anything changes, I'm sure that the result will be different, will change as well. So if you can't achieve a result like this week or within six months, keep trying because everything changed and then the results will change as well. Because uh, for me, the way that I think about like achieving things is uh, if you want to achieve something different, you want to be you, sh- you need to be someone different as well. So do different things. I spend a lot of my time. First of all, it's very important. I surround myself with like a very positive people like good mindsets, uh, pushing ourselves to achieve things. Uh, I think we should be really careful about the people who we surround ourselves with. So the, the, my, the way I like I build relationships with people, I consider like everyone is my friend. I've got like peace in relationships with everyone. But like the people who you spend the most of your time with, 90% of your time with, are the people who influence your like result, your mood, your like energy and they can like you know push you to achieve more so i've got like uh, a couple of friends who are really doing well when i feel down when i don't have good energy i speak to them and they keep sharing with you what they have achieved and like we've got a ca- accountability group so we at- share good things with each other and you can see your energy is up boom it's like what you have achieved with me at the beginning in this meeting the amazing like uh, journey that you are having with us master and all what you are doing Elmond. honestly it's a very inspiring thing and you gave <laughs> you gave me very good energy you know what i mean yeah well i th- i think it's really important that uh, when it comes to energy yeah always be surrounded with people who can lift you instead of you know um being being negative indirectly yeah totally agree with that because it's it's so important that let's say if you surround you can surround with a lot of people we always have these group that are really positive. They they're with you. They try to to help you and support you. And you also have the other group that tr- well, rather to watching you do and f- watching you to fail. Yeah. And um, I think that is the group that we have to well, you know, filter out and 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 go with the people who help. Well, it's all just only them helping us. But I mean, it's also us helping them. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. This is this is true actually because it's not only about taking. But for me, I believe in give and take. So give first before you think about taking. 
So it's not about taking and give, but all the time I give first and then you will take. Because how I do, even like at my work, I consider like everyone is a good colleague for me. And if everyone is coming to me asking for help, I all the time say yes, if I can. For example, if I have time for that, if I can do it, I say yes, straightforward. If I cannot do it at that moment, I can just apologize at that moment, but I can promise them, can I do it tomorrow for you? Or can I do it next week? And I all the time keep myself open to help other people. And this is how I started like seeing really myself building good relationships around my, my work. Because every time I wake up in the morning, I go to my office very excited, very happy, very energized. I want to bring value to that place. I want to like uh, help other people. I want to like use my skills and learn from them as well. You know what I mean? And that's, that's all about it because when you give to other people, like once an opportunity came, you receive a call from like a colleague. Hey, Kamal, I've got this opportunity and I thought about you. And you see, for example, I'm working with like um, Georgina, like she's a really nice lady and she's like the head of culture and well-being in Circo. So we do a lot of activities together for our office. And like she keeps calling me sometimes like, hey, Kamal, I have this opportunity and I thought about you. So why someone is going to call you and tell you I thought about you? Because this, they saw in you something good, positive, and they saw on you that you are someone you can bring value, achieve, and work together, a good team player. And this is what I keep telling to everyone and all, to be honest. It's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. Like, don't make enemies. If you don't like people, in my opinion, don't end up the relationship in a bad way, but keep them in your life. You might need them in future, and they might need you in future. But like, leave that peaceful energy, positive energy. You can just like uh, go back or like slowly without letting them notice that you are not, you don't want to talk to them or don't make them feel offended. But just like filter like the relationships that you spend a lot of time with, and this is how you keep focus on your journey or what you are achieving. You know what I mean? But at the same time, keep relations your relationship good with everyone. Don't create enemies. Don't make people feel bad about uh, talking to you. Don't make people feel bad about like what you're telling them. If you don't like talking to someone, don't don't say that, in my opinion. Just be polite, uh, share good energy, positive energy, but you're not forced to keep like contacting them every day or meeting them every day. But at least keep that like peaceful, good energy. Yes, and and I, I think that is the, the best, I think, advice. I think the best um way to 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 well to to keep your network in the record your connections yeah yeah um because that that's what you see it quite a lot people are frustrating or they just don't talk with people because of whatever history and i think and you already confirmed it with if you don't want to talk with them it's fine exactly but maybe talking you know talk with them when it's the right time yes And that that's really powerful because there is a lot of there is already a lot of hate around yeah. the world. So it will be great if we can just reduce the hate and and try to be become one indirectly. Um, and yes, we we're not per perfect. Some people they don't do what we like, and other people don't like what we do. But at least we can be nice to each other. Yeah. Um, and if we don't want to talk to each other, that's fine. 
yeah. maybe next month maybe next year exactly yeah and something also like to to share about my experience for example i built a very good relationships with like english people so it's not about where you come from because a lot of people think if i came from netherlands morocco or wherever around the world they think that i need to stay within the moroccan community or the like the the people from netherlands community just to to connect with them but i think it's not true give yourself an opportunity and to build relationships with people from different backgrounds and i've got a very good friends now not only colleagues but friends like the who are english who are romanians who are like polish who are indians who are like africans who are from all over the world working with me and i think that i i've got a very good relationship with them and i i learned a lot of different ways to do things with them and they made me think in a very innovative way you know what i mean so you all the time discover like something uh new or like how they are doing something like that you not used to but this is the best way to like uh, to to improve your innovation you know what i mean so well, just just before before we go just yeah. another question because i know with uh, there's a lot of questions about when you are with friends with with communities you always have to maintain them as well um try to always well try to be there for them so what is your let's say your golden nuggets or your your advice to well i'm not going to say to try people happy but just to keep your community or your your friendships or whatever maintained because this is a, you, you see they quite a lot people are joining communities they are getting well they're getting along for a while yeah but then they see each other every day and then frustration is going to start and then afterwards after maybe three or four months people are getting enough from each other so what is your let's say your advice or your golden nuggets as they say it, um about like maintaining this network community people uh i'm not going to really share like an advice because i'm i'm sure that everyone like is very intelligent to find out that themselves like appropriate for themselves but i'm going to share like the way i'm thinking about it like uh, the, the, how i practice it So the way I I practice it is uh, to keep like that community connected and I think you should uh find like common points and and like take action. For example, I keep my relationship with my Toastmaster club because we organize meetings, we deliver speech, so there is an action behind. I keep my relationship with the musical band that I play with in Manchester for example because there is an action behind. We met to play we met to discuss our events we met to discuss like our ideas you know what i mean and i keep my relationship with like there is like a accountability a friends group that i've got uh, in morocco and other places by we met every month just like a zoom call but the purpose is just exchange good practices talking about career and then uh what we can do what, what how we can think efficiency you know what i mean because everyone is already achieving good things so we met to exchange good practices that means there is an action behind i think everyone like can do that by thinking about like what i can do is like get involved you cannot keep a relationship with like a lot of people without doing anything so if you stay just like um consuming but without producing so to be honest with you people will get tired of you just being a consumer and not producing anything 
I think everyone will be happy to go volunteer with a charity, to start like a business idea and go to networking events, to uh, work on his career or their career in a company and start learning new skills, to travel and create a blog, to share on social media. Social media is really good as well because keeping yourself connected to your friends because how I keep uh, connected to Arnold is through social media. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> Because when I see Arnold like sharing like a nice video, a nice podcast, a nice like a very powerful quote in the morning and you know, so... Sometimes, like, I might have an opportunity in mind, and because of that post, I saw your name, I might contact you. So when you share stuff, like, you are more into the top 10 people to be contacted, because people, you will stay, like, you, you, will, st you will keep visibility. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so many times I was sharing about what I was doing, uh, sometimes inside the company or LinkedIn, or within the community in Facebook, Instagram, and I got a message, someone asking me to come to their event, or to come give a speech, or to, because of what I have shared. So, yeah, connect to communities who you, are who you have a common interest with, take action, bring value, give and take, and then keep talking about your great achievements using social media first of all you stay connected to the people who don't who you don't interact with a lot so once they see for example something interesting they might invite you they already know you but they might invite you or they might get in touch with you to do something together and then at the same time like you keep that like relationship because for me the most important thing is to have like a physical contact first and then using social media to maintain it you know what i mean yes yes yeah yeah, yeah that's and, and i think that's that's and, and that's why the, the kind of thing that you shared with us shows how you can achieve things in life not just by forcing yourself yeah but just to let things go exactly. and let things you know take the time and and even even there with connections instead of like pushing yourself every time just Do when it's needed, when they need you, when they need, when you need them. Yeah, yeah. Slowly, and not, not, not. Yeah, not forcing things. I think that's absolutely powerful. Yeah, exactly. And just to share with you something else, like for example, recently I applied for um, a highly position in in my company, and I didn't get the job. So I'm really, I'm already happy, proud of what I'm doing now. But I didn't get it. But I was like, that's fine. That this is a message telling me, like it, it's not time for you yet. You know what I mean? And also, that was a very good opportunity for me to network with those people and to, to share what I'm doing with them. So now they noticed me within the company. I'm noticed. So everything happened. Just think about what is the positive side of it. And then keep going without, as you say, without forcing this very good thing you have mentioned, like Arnold. Just like let it go. Uh, so you cannot do everything you want at the time you want. But like, keep doing what you want to do, what is passionating you, and like, let it go until your time will be coming, and then you will get the fruits. You know what I mean? You will collect the fruits of your efforts, your hard work, and your commitments. You know. 